0: I needed more and more stimulation in order to get that same feeling that I once
1: got. We don't understand how close we are to the, to the most asleep animalistic form of man that was created in its rawest form.
0: We're sending the kids to do something, to sacrifice themselves in one way,
1: to represent us. Everyone's searching for God, but if you found God, could you say you would surely find peace? Yet if you found true peace, Would you still search for God?
0: Welcome to the In Search of More podcast. I am your host, Ellie Nash. Join me weekly on my quest for more, more from myself and more from this world. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome, welcome, Shaman Omar. So first of all, before we jump in, I just want to uh, say thank you because 15 months ago when you came into my life met you in the retreat in Costa Rica. We did together and my life is forever changed since that moment. So I want to thank you for, I love you, man. How that. I love you too. Omar, you do and, the work <laughs> and more than, um, it's changed many aspects, but what it's done for the, um, relationship between my wife and I, which is the foundation of pretty much everything else is monumental. So yeah. thank, you. thank you. I love
1: that. her too. Yes. And so your whole I. family. <laughs> so do <laughs> I. And now, and you're all doing it. the work.
0: Yeah. Doing the work and uh it's pretty cool that we're sitting in um in my home which uh i found less than a month after i came back from costa rica with you so and we were in a searching for homes for about two years before that so it's somewhat serendipitous that we're sitting here for this interview because this would not have happened without yeah. that and uh a home is a source of blessing yeah yeah it's temple space one of the many channels through which blessings come and come come into our lives is through our home
1: yeah that's yeah. what i found even the home, like ourselves is a home. True. Like we have to be at home within ourselves to even make space to create, to be a temple.
0: That's true. Do you feel like you're in a temple here? Always. Yeah. Oh, here, right now. <laughs> right. 100%. Right. And you're yeah, yeah. one, uh, one within. We've got yeah. many homes because your life has taken you to uh, traveling around the world, healing people.
1: You're providing spaces for healing. I think that the problem with humans is we start the problem, the the potential problem is that we start to take credit for things that really are that we didn't create so you may be able to like chant like you can bottle lightning so to speak right you can you can harness electricity but ignorant is the person who tries to claim that they created electricity right so it's very i'm always very wary of that obviously i have a very don't we talk like that we say someone created
0: electricity don't we say that
1: yeah that's crazy it's all crazy that's the problem <laughs> and and just because because, because, does it mean that I don't know better? Like, just because something's socially acceptable to say, or because, some you know, it's to me, I think it's important that we recognize our field. And so when something is brought into your field, however it's said, aggressively, sweet, congratulatory, however it is, you have to also recognize, like, don't take credit for something that you didn't do yeah it's like something is like in, everything's in god's hands and god's will right and so it's there's a lot of factors and things that come together into one place and when you work with something like medicine for example now you're opening up like the like the alchemy of of spirits right you're opening up like a field of that and so to take credit of of that is insane because it existed before it exists now and will exist after i'm gone so, so, so as he's, as a man of
0: language as a poet the author of the Coruscant. Uh, <laughs> what word would you use instead of uh, created electricity? What's it, what's a more appropriate term? Harnessed. Harnessed.
1: Yeah. Discovered. That's...
0: Would you say discovered? No. 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 Too strong.
1: There's too many stories of the past of people being able to of oh, to to direct lightning. Too many stories of the past. Right. Okay. Did Moses direct lightning with the staff? Also. I don't know. Nobody.
0: Parted some water, didn't he? Yeah. So let's go there because you're talking about Moses. My last interview was with a gentleman um, named Rudy Rachman. Yeah. Who you had the opportunity to meet.
1: Love Rudy. <laughs> Rudy is Rudy's, not playing. Right.
0: So he's doing this docuseries, We Were Never Lost, uh, about the Lost Tribes. Yeah. Right now he's focused on Africa, but he tells me series two is Asia. Yeah. Asia includes, uh, where your family is from, Afghanistan. Yeah. Home of the Pashtun Pashtuns. people, which some people understand it to be part of the Lost Tribes.
1: Whether they know or not, it's irrelevant. Like the, Some people mean outsiders. The insiders? What do they know? Well, they know the where they come from. And that is? Well, it depend, I mean, you're talking like... I'm saying for the Pashtun, from
0: yourself and yeah, your yeah, family. Yeah,
1: Pashtuns know their history. It's a, very, it's a very simple one. I mean, it's complex in the form of the type of... Um, warfare and the occurrences and there's a lot like, it's a very vast history but it, it's just in two, it's two places but they, they
0: identify as Hebrews
1: yeah but I mean, not identify of,
0: they know their history is coming from Hebrews yeah and up there not not practicing Judaism today
1: practicing Islam yeah because they're not Jewish they're not Jewish but they're Hebrews yeah so the perspective of like Hebrew is DNA or blood right now Judaism would say it's is is also Hebrew blood Hebrew DNA, but it was a covenant with God, right? And they believe they have that same covenant, but not in the form of a a Jewish person. A Jewish person would say that's why they're Jewish, and the lineage is tracked down from from mother to son, mother to son, mother to son. the Pashtuns track the lineage through patriarchy, period. So like to the extent that that's, that's it. It's all that matters. And so they track, they, we, whatever, track, the lineage is the largest. The Pashtuns, I believe, are the largest patriarchal tribe on earth uh, in existence. And that's 56 million people, 51, some will say. In terms of a,
0: the sons of Jacob, the 12 tribes? Well, it's more than that. So You, you see yourself as descending from one of those tribes? Well, that's
1: what I, I mean. That's the history. Which tribe? In? Well, I mean, my last name, Ahmad Zai, is Farsi. And Pashtun is Yusuf Zai. And then in English, Yusuf means Joseph. Zai, sons of. So when something. anytime you see Zai Z-A-I at the end This means sons of So you can track the lineage of the names So your name is
0: sons of Joseph Yeah Well.
1: Wow. Yeah And Ahmad Zai is the Is um, The largest Clan Of the Pashtuns Without question And the Pashtuns itself are something like 50 plus million people Like 51 or 56 million Depends There's been a lot of There's been a lot of Um you know, there's been a lot of warfare and a lot of stuff in the last 43 years. You have the Soviet invasion, which was the largest military power in the world. You know, Because when you say Russia, for example, now Russia is invading Ukraine, they say, right? Okay, however you want to look at that. But there's the conflict between Russia and Ukraine. Well, Russia is Russia. That's 150 million people. The Soviet Union was over 320 million people. So when you say the Soviet Union was invading Afghanistan, you're talking about all of Ukraine, Belarus, You're talking about Czech Republic, Dagestan, the whole place. And Afghanistan is the size of Texas. What year? So you had 379 to 1990. That's what you were born into. I was born two months after the Soviet invasion. You know, so you have the largest military superpower in the world attacking one country. You have over four and a half million people get killed. You have uh, a million and a half orphans. You have displacement. You have... Wounded another few million people. So, what when you have, and that's 10 years, and you have a six year civil war and you have a 20 year NATO invasion, right? And so, you have, there's a lot of complexities to that. So, I think that the history and the, the common understood history of the Palestinian people was significantly different pre 1979 and now in 2023. And I think that in which way? Well, in, in, in a very important way that, that the history was commonly known as a unifying factor amongst Pashtun people. So whereas people would have tribal battles and they would have like generational battles based off of things, um, there was a common commonality of understanding of the history that was known to the princes and the peasant alike. Now still till this day, you have one, you have many common factors, for example, above any religion to the Pashtun people as Pashtuwali, which are the code of ethics which um, is like the 10 laws of you're Moses. You're saying above the Quran? Above any religion. Pashtu right. Ali is the… No, so
0: even though they're Islam and general
1: Islam, the holiest book is the Quran, for the Pashtun specifically… The laws that guide the Pashtun people, the moral laws, are called Pashtu Ali, which is the Ten Commandments of Moses. Are The actual Ten Commandments, the same I mean, ones? Pre- yeah, pretty much. And they all are commonly known to track to biblical stories. Understood. Like
0: for example. So and that's the way it's communicated to, to you guys and to your family is that these 10, you call it the Pashtu Ali? Pashtu Ali. Pashtu Ali, that these 10 um, laws laws are, the, are from the 10 commandments of Moses. The
1: laws of Mosiah, Mosay- like the laws of all descendants of Moses.
0: One of the things I read is that for the Pashtuns, unlike so, so Jews circumcise at 8 days old. Yeah. Most Muslims circumcise at 13 years old. Yeah. The Pashtuns at eight days old? Is that yeah, correct? same thing. Unreal.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this is, I mean, you can track like the practices of the Pashtuns directly to Hebrew practices. Now, a lot of Hebrew practices, depends on what you look at too, because for example, when Moses, um, when Moses or Musa, Moses came to Egypt and said, "Set my people free. He's talking about the Hebrew people. So when he, not every single person that, was exiled from Egypt to the Holy Land, became Jewish, but they're all Hebrew. Right. That's correct. You know? So there's like one thing is like a faith. And the, so, for, so, so how are my Jews father's, view- he, let's say, he, let's say he's the most Muslim person in the world and tomorrow he conversed to Buddhist. It makes no difference because his DNA is Hebrew. It makes no, no difference. Is
0: Hebrew to DNA or two is Islam? Islamic background. It
1: makes no difference what faith he has, because his his functional temple is constructed of blood and bone, which tracks to Hebrew. And it's not like something that he, he, there's like it's not something that is disputed. So Rudy's it's word, not like a it's not like, it's not something that's like oh what if, and and that's recognized across the board within on, Afghanistan today on certain levels. It's not. I would say, commonly, probably not. Right? You have to understand the social, the the circumstances post Soviet invasion, um, and uh, right. You were getting into that. Yeah, and so there's been some, but on the on the certain tiers, and the upper tiers, hundred percent.
0: So for someone like you, a student of history who understands this, you you understand that this is where your background comes from. Yeah, Yusuf Zai, son of Yusuf Ahmed Zai, right. As you explained, now the work of Rudy. Well, what he's also
1: make no mistake about it too. Please keep in mind that you're also talking. You're talking about like Hebrew DNA, but you're also talking about people who are very seriously Muslim. Oh yeah, I understand. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And so let's no, let's that. recognize their faith in Islam. But Islam means the sur- to be Muslim means to surrender to the will of God. So Muslims on the highest level of understanding means that as soon as you cut from the mother's umbilical cord and take your first breath, you are Muslim surrendering to the will of God through your breath, right? And, but real Muslims, there's a reason why everything in Judaism, including all the books and all the prophets are Islamic prophets too. There's a reason for that.
0: All the Jewish prophets are Islamic prophets. 100%. Right.
1: All. And if you track, if you track when Islam came to Afghanistan, it didn't come, the only country that in that history from when the islamic prophet muhammad peace be upon him you better say or you're going to have a problem <laughs> uh, when when he died like 638 AD and then when he and then when the when the what would become the muslim army started going east and conquering and spreading islam they didn't conquer afghanistan they sent inv- they sent invitations for 40 50 years asking to be listened to there was not like some They conquered Persia. They conquered all the way through, Arabia all the way through. They didn't walk in with weapons drawn to Afghanistan. They came with invitations asking to explain why Muhammad is the next lineage of the unifying religion. And why do you think that is? Because they know better. They know better than to fight warriors. To fight warriors, but also to, if their goal, which they they said that their goal was to unify the children of Abraham. Like, these messengers of Muhammad came to Afghanistan and spoke with, like, the highest level. it has it's been written about plain time. It's actually pretty amazing stuff. And don't—I don't, I, I don't re- recall the whole story, but basically, <clears throat> basically, the representatives of Muhammad, like the, the chosen representatives after his death, invited the Pashtun leaders and cleric to come and listen to why Muhammad is the next uh, So what were they before? Messenger. Who? This tribe, the Pashtun.
0: What were they before Muhammad?
1: Well, so- Because they go back, you, he, like you mentioned. Well, to, in, in, yeah, so the history of Afghanistan is a place you have, because Afghanistan, uh, and, and there's, been, there's names in between, but Afghanistan, Khorasan, um, uh, there was Bakhtia, um, there was other names, but then, then there was Ariana. And so the, the land of Ariana means land of the Aryans. And so you're tracking like two major things. One is these Aryan people, right, which, which had the Upanishad and the, and the Rig Vedas, which later became the foundations of Hinduism um, in India, which came from Afghanistan. And that's 5,000 years old. And then you have an exodus of multiple tribes from Judea when the Assyrian invasion from the north coming east. To a mountain which they later called the Solomon Mountains, which is the Hindu Kush. And they have this merging of, of this situation, which became the Pashtun tribes. And so, like if you see like the name of Pashtun or the Pathan, they track it, or you say the name Afghan comes from like Malak Afghana, which is like the great grandson of King Saul. So if you track like the patriarchal birth, so on, you're talking, you know, everything is tracked from father to son, father to son, father to son. Father to son. And the And the explanation of that to the Pashtun's is that's how God did it. God chose Abram. Abram did his pilgrimage, became Abraham the father of nations, of which God said, uh, your first seed will be the father of nations. Then he had Ishmael, then he had Isaac, and and so on. So that that's the way the Pashtun's live. Yeah, I'm not
0: sure why within Judaism it tracks to mother, so I'm
1: gonna research that. Why did it change? Well, it changed with the because Hagar was the Egyptian slave and had Ishmael. And then God blessed them with, this, with Abraham with another son, with his wife, Sarah. And, uh, and that's, that's. Oh, so it. that's
0: where the switch was? Yeah. Oh, well, and from there.
1: Obviously. I got you. Because if there's only one son, then there's only there's one promise from God and there's one first seed, and that's Ishmael. And then when he's 13, Isaac is born with the wife. So now it has to go through the woman. Otherwise, the lineage of. Isaac and Jacob and Swan so is null and void. If but th-
0: well, then what you're saying is that the Pashtuns don't track their lineage through Hagar. Wives. Or Ishmael.
1: No. No, no, no. no. It's through. No, that's Islamic. That, so the, the Islamic prophet Muhammad tracks himself through as, as a descendant of Ishmael. Understood. And the Pashtuns are through, um, it goes, Abraham, Isaac, and Isaac. Uh, Joseph, sec- Second wife. Jacob. Rachel right. and Benjamin and Joseph. But there's more right. than that. There's, there's like six or seven, maybe even eight different, different uh, tribes attract. There are Pashtuns that call themselves Musael, sons of Moses. And their ideology is very, very similar to how the kingdom was looked at between people, you know, like looking at Moses as like, Psh, and then other people looking at the books and so on. There's, you know, there's always been politics. In here. So when
0: Muhammad invited the Pashtuns to understand Islam then eventually they converted they became Islamic yeah
1: the one the guy the the main is the
0: term converted submitted what would be the uh,
1: submitted is more I would say accepted accepted yeah accepted because the guy what was his name I can't remember his name but his name was uh, I can't remember his name his Pashtun his n- name and then when he accepted Islam, he became Kais Rashid. He took an Islamic name. And, and what was their religion prior to that? Okay, so yeah, you asked that question. So in the lands of Afghanistan, right, which before was just Afghanistan, right, when, when it was Khorasan. So you're talking about like Pakistan was only Pakistan since like 1947 when the British were... Right. leaving, fleeing from their third invasion attempt from India, right? British-controlled India. Um, some of Iran, some of the, the northern areas like you know Kazakhstan from the north here, these all were like one land. Right? Okay. So from the times of Khorasan, straight through to the time about, let's just say about 1000 AD, um, the main religion in the area was Zoroastrianism. Got it. I'm
0: not that familiar with
1: it. It's a good one. Zoroastrianism, to sum up, was a man named Zarathustra who, um, who basically received a, a message that there's only one God. So it's a monotheistic religion. The first monotheistic religion, many would say, because his book was written, I mean, some say it was 5,500 years old, five, six hundred years before the other monotheistic religions. You can, so it's very old. But the point is, before him, just going back to what we just said, just because he's the first one to say there's one supreme creator (laughs) doesn't mean he invented it. (laughs) Correct. There was one supreme creator the whole time. And so basically, he received this message. They would say he was a shaman, a powerful shaman, powerful healer, right? And by the way, every single story that comes through the lands of Ariana or Afghanistan deals with medicines, period. Shamanic medicines, people who are shamanic medicine priests who go on missions, right? And so Zarathustra basically, to summarize, uh, received this download that that there is one supreme creator and its name is Ahura Mazda. Ahura Mazda means mm. the uncreated one. Here we are down here and we are inside of the creation of Ahura. Goodness is over here, let's say, which is Ahura and uh, evil or darkness is over here and it's called Angru Manu. And we make a decision, each decision we make in each breath to go towards the goodness of the light or to go into the darkness. Either way, it will all be sorted out. That's where reincarnation comes in for you to make the right decisions. And um, this, he went kingdom by kingdom and converted this area of the Middle East into Zoroastrianism, of which it remained that way. The entirety of the uh, when the lands of Khorasan existed, and simultaneously, you have the largest Buddhist community in the world for a thousand years, headquartered in Afghanistan, still to this day. Uh, no, no, because of the Soviet. No, that's easily. when everything changed, is the gotcha. Soviet invasion, and then and then the Taliban emergence. Uh, to to you know, they were. Today,
0: Afghanistan is one hundred percent Islamic.
1: Yeah, I mean, but pre, but pre, you know, the thing is, Afghanistan was in the fifties and sixties and going into the seventies was one of the hippie destinations in the world. People going to Marrakech, Casablanca. They were going to Afghanistan, Kabul. You can see videos from the sixties and seventies, like no one's covered it's open and because it has thousands of years of accepting other things. We have the largest community of Buddhists in the world for a thousand years. Everyone's Zoroastrian. You have the emergence of many variations. You have the, per, the prophets like uh, Rumi that were born there during the, these accepted times. You have m- countless others that create religions that go to other places and they're called that. Rumi is Islamic? Rumi is from Afghanistan. Is he Islamic? Yeah, he's yes. a Sufi. Okay. Even, even Sufism alone. Can you so, explain Sufism as a... R- no problem. So what happened when... The- it's great, I'm getting a crash course on stuff I didn't Well, it's well It's all good stuff. That's I the love thing. it. We have to understand where things come from. So... So when the, when the Prophet of Islam Muhammad dies, I think 638 AD, the, in the, what would be the invading, the, the, the Muslim Arab armies came east, right? Start conquering, telling people ahead of time, don't want to be like them. You better clean house and accept what we have coming or you're going to die. Same thing the Christians did with the Crusades. The first crusade killed more Christians than anybody else because they wanted to clean house. And erase history pre, pre uh, Christianity. And so, <clears throat> as they start going through Persia and killing and killing, they get, I think, halfway through Persia and they realize, uh oh, we have a problem. So, what happened was the Zoroastrian priests started cleaning the temples out. Now, the temples always had a fire. The fire represented the eternal flame or eternal light of God. That's so why they kept it going and the purification, the okay. process of purification represented in the fire in this third dimension of the purification of the soul to return to oneness of God. Very intelligent stuff. And the Zoroastrian priest is known as a magi. And a magi is where the word magician comes from. Mm-hmm. And when the Christians say the three wise men or the three kings that follow the North Star to find the baby Jesus, those are three magis bearing three gifts. And those magis are Zoroastrian priests which work with a medicine called homa. Homa is. Which is chemically exactly identical to ayahuasca, except one is an M-A-O-I, from a sea called Esfahan, which comes from Esfahan, Iran. And then the, the flower was the acacia, which is 5-Meo-DMT, where they used the tree bark of the Naxbandi tree, which is known as mimosa, which is also 5-Meo-DMT.
0: There's an acacia tree that's important in the Bible also, no? A-
1: acacia is very big there, but there's many kinds of acacias. Some, uh, some have DMT, some-, some don't, etc., but we can make assumptions and guesses. And all of these various medicines are all part of it. But so what happened was, was, these Zoroastrian priests said, no need to kill anyone here. The temple's clean. We're ready to receive your wisdom. Right? And so these Zoroastrian priests become Muslim within about 80 years. Within how emer- many years? Less than 80. Within 80 years. The writings that would later be known as Sufi writings were emerging in complete form, meaning books. Okay, so as Sufism, which is Islamic mysticism, beautiful stuff, um, is basically the foundation of the Zoroastrian teachings, raw, injected into Islam to take it to the same place. Fascinating. Similar to how you would say that the the Kabbalah, like Kabbalah is the mysticism to Judaism, or a lot of the Christians would say Gnosticism is the mysticism of Christianity. And so Afghanistan... Are there Sufis today? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sufism, Sufism... I have a lot to Ab- learn. Afghanistan is, is, call, is called the graveyard of Sufis because more Sufis came from Afghanistan than anywhere else. It's just that today you would call it Persian because when the British tried to invade several times, Anything there's no such thing as Afghanistan in British um, anthropology. They say, they say Indo Persian. They say Indo Persian. Well, here's India and here's Persia, and in the middle is called Afghanistan. So any writings, all poets, medicines, history is just uh, it goes, it gets appropriated to other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything is not, nothing's Afghan <laughs> except Taliban. We got this, we have Taliban. <laughs> And we have no history. No, I told you
0: prior to beating you. That was my only association with Afghanistan.
1: People don't even really see me. They say, "Oh, you're, you're Afghan." No, I'm, I'm like, "Do you know what Afghan people look like? Like Pashtuns, green eyes, blue eyes. Like this is the normal six five, six seven. Like this is like normal, a normal look." I'm the shortest guy yeah. in my family. I have the same problem. You're the shortest guy in your family. You're yeah, taller than me, though. <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe after the surgery. Yeah. So that that's <laughs> so that's that's Sufism. Sufism, they would say, is the path of the heart. The, the, mo- the, not motivation, but the, um, the fuel inside the Sufi's journey has been recorded in poetic form for a thousand years through Sufi poets. Like one of the most famous Sufi poets in the history of Sufism is, uh, Rawani Baba, and he's Pashtun. Cool. So these guys, right? Um, I have to be honest, also, I'm not a, a Sufi scholar. I've never read any of the poems.
0: Just Rumi stuff. You see his memes I've never, all the time. I've read
1: not even three of those. His memes are always posted. People <laughs> He's love, got a lot of good I, I hope one day <laughs> that people uh,
0: translated to English. He's a wizard.
1: I translated my wrote mine in English, and it's getting translated reverse. But I think ultimately, I think ultimately, if someone's coming from a place, you know, and they receive a message, and however you say it is your poetic form of saying it, but ultimately the truth is. The truth is one. The light, the pure light is one. And we all are eternally brothers and sisters, and we all come from the same source. And anything that, that tries to tell us something different is trying to manipulate us into warfare or submission.
0: What is, uh, what is your relationship today with religions, Islam, or in general, religions?
1: Um, well, it should be obvious that I have great respect for all of them. <laughs> right? for sure. I don't classify myself as, as any one religion. I, but I, I am um, very comfortable talking about any of them and any aspect of them from the creation till where we exist now and the trials and tribulations and the the journeys through time and history um, of any of these religions. Doesn't matter. Like uh, monotheist, like this Abrahamic religions, or Or before or after, like it doesn't. I know all the right. Anything within the spectrum of monotheistic religions, anything from 6,500 BC in Sumeria, from the Sumerian tablets and the story of creation and the Epic of Gilgamesh, till today. Any any aspect of any form of religion that came up at any time, including any form of history, for over a thousand years, I'm aware of. But you don't you don't
0: necessarily ascribe to any one of them.
1: Any one religion? No, no, I don't. But um, to me. And I mean no disrespect to anyone, but to me, like if you look at the monotheistic religions, it's like a bunch of people jumping in a pool, and then drawing lines, and like taking rope and saying, "This is the special area of the pool. This is special water." And I mean that specifically, and most specifically, with anyone who believes, um, anyone who believes in the divination of Abraham.
0: Saying once it's monotheistic, there's there's if one. If you message. believe,
1: if you believe that that God. The creator. Now, that's the, that's the problem, though. I think a lot of people think God, the creator of man, as opposed to God, the creator of the universe. I think that we're thinking too human. I think that if we understood the scale of creation itself, we would be more humble and we'd be more understanding of each other.
0: See, it's way beyond humans.
1: I think that we think like this like we are, we're, we're in the state of the animal of man. Yeah. We, are, we are a bunch of animals acting super tribal. You look like me. He looks different. You know, turn off the electricity. Let the dark winter happen. Let the, let the cyber shutdown happen, right? The Great Reset Plan, right? Let, let that happen. Within two weeks, cannibalism is going to be all over the place. That's how we don't understand how close we are to the, to the most asleep animalistic form of man that was created in its rawest form before the light of the creator came. When we were just literally uh, we're building little temples this big on stone, and we were eating raw meat, and we were trying to create fire. We think we're so far, but I look at the, the world and like inside of us as one, and we are one f- inch from going right back to the stone age. We have not developed. We have created lots of things, but spiritually, like inside of us, we are we are eating meat right from the bone when the animal's barely dead.
0: You know, what comes to me when you say that is uh, what happens in Florida uh, right after a hurricane. It's the Wild West. You know in that hour after the hurricane passes, Until the police respond, it's every man for themselves. It really is. Look how quick that happens. (laughs) Like this. And that's what they, you know, like we, you know, we, uh, we have like any property or anything I have here. I know that we need our own people. Yeah. There's like your your own military has to protect because during that hour, there's, there's no rules. And I I understand what you're saying. It's scary to think that, yeah, we're sophisticated and we're developed.
1: Yeah. We're a lot of us
0: living in fear of going off the rails and do what we want the, but we would if we had to
1: it's all in perspective because the once once four or five different people knew which rocks to scratch together to make fire we went to the moon what's the what's the in perspective what's the difference we can create fire anytime we want now we can stay warm now we can um now we can cook food now like it's like oh my god we've created a whole new world just with fire alone Look at when we created the wheel or recreated the wheel. You know, there's many things in history that make us forget and progress. In the problem is most of the stuff that we've, quote, created, that we like to pat ourselves on the back as being so much more advanced than everyone else, doesn't exist. You can't touch it. Give me an example. You're looking at a screen and we're creating Facebook, Instagram. Oh, we created this cryptocurrency. We created a bunch of stuff that doesn't actually exist. That if, that, that doesn't, it's not even, right. It's you not can't even, even touch it. and But somehow we.
0: It's pixels on the screen.
1: Yeah. It's literally, it's literally lakes in the desert. It's a mirage. It's a mirage. It's a mirage with energy behind it of people you can't see, which in essence are nameless entities. It's, um, I mean, you're
0: speaking to someone who spent way too much of his life watching pornography. <sighs> And, (laughs) right, it's totally a mirage, right? It's like this painting someone put in front of me that I feel is uh, treating my loneliness and it's doing nothing.
1: Yeah, and and this is another form. And it can go and trigger, like, the animalistic, right, the primal energies, and you're, and then you release, and then you turn it off. You go about your day, right? But then, like, just like a cocaine addict or anyone who needs to use something to suppress, but to, to overcompensate on other things, the increments of the the, the the increments will either increase in length and the time will decrease. There's a formula.
0: Yeah, I say it all the time about addiction. You see it escalating uh, either in frequency, and in intensity, in some way. It's going to it's variety. All- like with with pornography, that's what it is. So I'm going to watch it more frequently. I'm going to need more variety in order to get the same. There were times I had six videos on the screen at the oh same time. You know, really? I, yeah, yeah. What kind of? Oh, I was an addict. Yeah. Yeah, but but, you're just and then trying the to see how much you could consume. I just needed, the, this. I needed more and more stimulation in order to get that wow. same
1: feeling that I once yeah.
0: got. So it's like, how many screens can I take and watch it all at the same time and somehow take that in? And the other wow. is, and I you couldn't
1: to... actually watch it all. Of at course, the same you time. can't
0: watch all at the same time. But three it's seconds here, three sec, you know, like that. It's a, it feels like I'm doing something. Wow. more. Okay. That's, like, yeah, me- that's
1: amazing to. To even that's think, serious. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's. Oh, I was seriously sick. I don't. Yeah, but the, I didn't. That's that's like that's like serious intensity level. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like someone who cuts themselves, and then one day they're gonna really cut themselves. It's just like someone who does um, starts off with a bump of cocaine in the club because they heard it's gonna make them more sober.
0: No, I don't. I don't next use thing a, you know. Yeah, I don't use the term lightly. It's like, oh, I was addicted to porn. Yeah. Because, no, but I, don't, I, I never handed. personally no, I, grasped the con- right.
1: like the full idea of that. Wow. Right,
0: right. It did something for me. And the other was I mentioned frequency. Right. I mentioned variety. Um, and the other is intensity. So where the first time I saw nudity was like, Whoa, I can't look at that. Like a boob. I don't even know if it looked good the first time. I probably didn't. Yeah. Like, the first time I saw a boob. But then afterwards, like where it keeps going, like more and more violent, more and more um, you know, they say, I heard someone describe it as, like, a lot of porn is hands-off sex, mm. right? Like, there's no intimacy. Like, it's just, it's whatever can be more intense. Animalistic. So, eventually, it started off with a picture that was kind of, like, too much for me, and eventually,
1: it was just, yeah. you know. Even look at the way that the body parts are being exaggerated, like, when breast implants first started. Like, then it's, like, bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and yeah, bigger and bigger enough. and bigger. Yeah. Look Never. at the asses, at bigger lips. Right you're saying all you're, that
0: it's it's because it's nothing. Look at me, look at me. Right. You're saying it's because it's nothing. It's all it's pixels. Oh, no, up.
1: that's real. You have real it's real in something, it. but it's not that's a real saying, ass anymore. Yeah, it's not real in that form, but it's real in the form that people will actually modify themselves to get the attention of others. Right. Whether to to be seen from something, but then they're missing something inside of themselves. So it's like, it's like a child who would rather get any attention from their family so they do something bad because right. it's quicker to get the attention and do something good.
0: So you said something earlier in the conversation it's a thread I want to pull on. You said that we have not developed spiritually. We've done a bunch of stuff. We have not developed spiritually. What would that, what would that look like as someone who's devoted their life to
1: helping people do that? What would that look like? Well, it's a never-ending thing. There's no, there's no like, congratulations, you did it. Like, doesn't matter how many times you drink ayahuasca. It doesn't matter how many days in a row you pray. It doesn't matter. It's like, a constant thing, so I feel like if we have a if we're still breathing, then when there's a mission, there's a reason, right? And so you can't. Um, in my, I don't even know if it's in the book. I wrote this thing one time it says, "Everyone's searching for God." Oh yeah, it's called "In Search of God." It's in the book. Everyone's searching. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's searching for God, but if you found God, could you say you would surely find peace? Yet, if you found true peace, would you still search for God? And there's no answer to that. It's a question for you to answer for yourself and for me to answer for myself. It's definitely a question for this podcast. And to me, the difference is, is what's the difference? Right? Would not the highest understanding of God be the highest experience of peace or the highest depth of peace? Not in the form of nothingness, in the form of wholeness. Not going into the abyss where there's nothing, going into the ether where it's in oneness.
0: So you believe it's possible that if enough of us did that, what you're describing, where there was this continuous um, thirst and acting on that thirst for, for God, yeah. let's, let's use that term, that we would get to a place that the electricity can go out, there can be no police in the streets, and we'd
1: have peace. To a certain extent, the problem is humans are involved, and humans are different levels of evolution. So, like if you track the it's I think that if 10% of the people woke up, it would inspire the other 90, lead through inspiration. Like the for example, when you have like if you talk to somebody, and if I just heard something last Wednesday and I start trying to like convince you to come to my workshop, like this happens all the time. Someone hears about something one day and then all of a sudden they're going to hear about this Zoroastrianism, right? Right, Sufism. And then all of a sudden they're going to Google Sufism watch a couple YouTube videos and then want to do a workshop on it next week. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you're even slightly awake, you can feel that they don't like, you're not going to feel any depth. Now you may go because you're inspired of curiosity. But curiosity alone is not going to lead you into a right place. It requires a certain level of embodiment to even be able to house the space for someone to feel something, right? And so anytime you meet someone who's like a devout Muslim or a devout Jew or devout Christian, you can feel a goodness that's awakened within them, right? You can feel it, right? And so whatever format they use to get to that place if you were to get three of those people in the same room, there is a goodness inside of them. There's a certain substance that they will feel inside and this connects into that which cannot be seen, which they would refer to as God, right? So you're saying truly devout? Yeah, tr- truly experiential alone because a lot of the most people who are very devout are devout through fear. Like the fear of hell makes people not speak up. Like the fear of being, there's one is like- That the- is hell for me. A place where we can't speak up. But go ahead. <laughs> Me too. That, we, yeah, we accept hell every time we <laughs> stay silent. I wrote this thing one time. It says, What is what is the harm done by he who possesses evil it does not harm another? Yet what is the harm done by he who knows his light and does not share it? A lot. The doctor on Which the plane. Which one's worse? Yeah, the doctor on the plane who ignores... A-
0: Suffering victim, yeah.
1: The person who doesn't speak up when they know that children are being taken advantage of, whether it's in a Vatican, in a mosque, or in a yeshiva, right? Don't speak up. Now, the question is why? Is it fear of hell? Or is it fear of being kicked out of the tribe, which you identify with? That's the problem. The problem is... is That's why you don't identify with the tribe. No one can kick you out. No one can kick me out of anything. (laughs) I'm I'm invited everywhere, right? And that's because they know that I sincerely accept and appreciate. You know, we have basic understandings, and as long as there's a basic understanding in a format between, you know, what I understand God to be in the highest form, and that, then we're then then we're in the same. Then we are speaking of the same thing in different languages. Shalom, peace. Salam, peace. What's the difference? The but let's wage wars about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Allah, he's like fuck Allah, man. Do you know you just said fuck God in Arabic, right? Like, right. What are you talking about? They're talking about the same God as you. You're you, these guys are Muslim and they believe they believe in Jesus, Esau, and you're saying like it's just like the. Got to make thing. sure no one crops let me ask, that let just me answer, that. Let me answer your question. You Got to make sure no one crops just that. Three seconds. Well, maybe we delete that or don't. <laughs> or don't. But so let me answer your, the one question you said even d- deeper. The thing is about religion is whether I believe in one religion over another or not is literally completely irrelevant to the truth and to the future of humanity. That I know for sure because my internal belief in one over another, any form. Is irrelevant, just like any one person's.
0: By the way, you know Judaism doesn't believe that it's the only religion.
1: I didn't Judaism, know. I didn't know. You no, know, Judaism. Judaism believes there's one
0: God. Yeah, and that there's a people, the Jewish people, who've chose upon themselves to be messengers for sharing this. But J- Jews don't go around trying to convert other Jews. Yeah, Jews don't believe that an Islam, it, that a Muslim who's practicing Islam, is not. Uh, doing what they should be doing yeah not at all yeah the Jews say there's one god and there's seven laws for everyone if you've heard of the seven noahide laws there's seven noahide laws which is kind of like do not kill i don't know if you know one of the noahide laws is um uh do not eat um a uh do not eat an animal or piece of an animal while it's still alive yeah which you mentioned earlier that's one of the seven laws no idol worship, right? So there's seven laws. This is the seven laws of mankind.
1: meant to take us to a higher ascension, away from the animal of man into the human, the animal aware of the spiritual the eternal life. Correct. Man.
0: But for all Jews, there's the 613 commandments. Some people say there's 613. There's way more than 613. There's 613 commandments, but there's books and books and laws. There's a law on which shoe to put on first and which shoelace to, to tie. Yeah, Yeah. So there's many more than 613, I can assure you of that. But the, the Jewish way is, is that in
1: the Midrash, or that's
0: in the Halacha. It's called okay, and you know some of it comes from the Torah, and some of it comes from rabbis who, you know, for example, prayer. What is prayer? Where did it come from? So the concept of prayer probably exists biblically, but the words of prayer
1: had to be recorded.
0: Yes, yeah, someone recorded at some point, and they say, okay, this is this is going to be the 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 prayer that we say. And Sephardic Jews, right, or Middle Eastern Jews will read something similar, but one variation of that prayer. Ashkenazic Jews will read another um, a variation of that. And, and on and on we go. All in Hebrew but I or in
1: their native language?
0: Hebrew and Aramaic, for the most part Hebrew. Okay. But I believe that, you know, Jews pray, pray three times a day. I believe that does come from some biblical inference that we see that, I don't remember exactly, but maybe Isaac. Um, when Abraham took Isaac out, maybe he prayed and that happened in the morning. So from there we knew, okay, we do one prayer in the morning. And then there was someone else who did a prayer in the afternoon. So he said, from there we learn. And I don't even know if that's a law or it's more of an inference. And that's why Jews pray three times three times a day. Regardless, and the point I'm making is that Jews don't believe that we have the um, answer for everyone's practice is yeah. Judaism. Ju- Judaism believes that the Jewish people chose or some people say God chose, but regardless, there was some pact that the Jews covenant. made with God, a covenant yeah. Jews made with God and said, we are going to be your messengers to promote this. And anyone is welcome, not promote, to call it heal the world or to push this message forward or to spiritually develop the world. Or Rudy Rachman in an interview called the Jews the immune system of the, if the, if the world is a body part, the Jews agreed to function as the immune system hmm. to constantly heal Everything that prevent disease and cure disease—that's the role of of the Jewish people. But that doesn't discount the role of the heart, the mind. Absolutely. Or it doesn't even say it's the most. It's it doesn't even say it's the most important organ to the to humanity. Yeah, but if you don't have an immune system, none of that is functioning, yeah. and that's what the Jewish people. The the as the story goes that is the covenant that was made, and anyone is welcome to join. Yeah. And anyone is welcome to help us. Without, without fully, yeah. without fully yeah. joining, yeah, right? exactly. There is to, no, to
1: the one, to the one mission, right.
0: As opposed to other religions, which say the the way we're going to get to Messiah is for everyone to become, yeah, um, this religion, which I don't this believe, religion.
1: which I I don't subscribe to. I don't believe that everyone needs to s- submit by free will or by the sword, because that's the only way it's ever been done.
0: Unfortunately, yes.
1: But that that shows that that's how you know something is not a complete truth. Correct. Like, I don't need to. Yeah. Why would you need to? Yeah. I don't need to convince someone to believe in, in something I believe in because I, I have determined for myself something to be true or something to be not true spiritually. There's no way for me to prove something, but at the same time, there's no way for you to disprove it. And it's irrelevant to me whether you believe or disbelieve what I believe, because I'm fine in mine. Anytime someone starts getting, that's why I was very child. I used to get into these conversations with people like, like, it would be labeled as a comparative religion discussions, and then I just stopped doing it because it, there's no such thing as comparative. It's always combative. Because <laughs> as soon as you say something in a question, right. I just ask a question, and then it becomes this like, oh my God, you don't believe this, that, you don't believe that. You just said seven cents. Ask one question that was six words. How did you get two paragraphs of assumptions? And it's like, is that trauma? Is that labeling? Is that like... Fear, certainly. It's like looking at adults like children and like, cover your ears. You're going to hear that the tooth fairy is not real. It's like, meanwhile, you know, here we are in the same boat. And that's the thing about all the religions that regardless of whether I believe or don't believe anything, you have five and a half billion people of seven and a half billion people that are all pointing to the same ending. Either they're pointing at the same beginning, right? And the same ending. So the question is, is the ending going to be in bringing about heaven on earth and a a unification of the soul, the one soul of humanity connecting with the one source of creation and eternal life? Or is it going to be the proverbial Armageddon? where so in arabic they use the word dajjal like dajjal means like the antichrist or like an embodiment of satan and satan means adversary the word satan in christian Judea, in christianity they like to paint the pictures you know like they, uh, you know satan but satan means adversary and so you could say adversary of what well adversary of good adversary of goodness adversary of humanity adversary of the truth this is what, to me, Satan is. And so the Dijal would be like an embodiment. Christianity would say the Antichrist, right? It like, would come back or the Antichrist. But it's really an energy or a spirit that's going to come through either through upon the earth or embodied in one or embodied many ones to create one. An army of evil, for example, right? But it can be in the air, too. You can smell it. You can smell it now more than you did 10 years ago. And it's not because we're older, it's because we, our fear is allowing the energy for the portals for energies to come through to feed off of our fear, to keep us in a state of fear and chaos, to feast on us. You know, that's, that's the difference between good and evil. And so whether, pr- prophetically speaking, the Jews, the Muslims, and Christians all have prophecy for the end of days. And the problem which is not really a problem because it's like abracadabra, what I speak, I create. It's, I like to say a lot, it's it's the notion of all prophecies to be self-fulfilling because they're only understood when they've already happened and it's too late to change. So whether I believe in something or not is irrelevant because we are marching towards the Armageddon where the Jews and the Muslims and the Christians and all variations of this, the Sunnis and the Shia and the the, the Orthodox and the, the everybody and the, the Christians and the Catholics and everyone's going. And all I'm watching is the spirit of the Dajjal puppeting people in righteousness uh, with a honey tongue and leading us all towards killing ourselves because it's not going to be one person like a Hitler. It's going to, Whoa. I don't think so. I don't think it's that. You don't think that's the next? I, I think that can happen, but I don't think that's what happens. I think that like, there's a big difference between like Germany is a country. Germanic people are very ancient, right? And Germania is a big place, okay? And it's existed for many thousands and thousands of years. But Nazism was not just an ideology. It was a spirit that came through and took a lot of people. Right now, it was brought in and it was introduced. Many accepted and many didn't, but it was a fuel that created what we witnessed. Right? This is an, ex- this is an example of a Dajjal coming through. So, you, you feel
0: we're headed towards something similar, but obviously not similar in the sense that we'd be fooled by the exact same face, but something that can bring us to the exact
1: same place. I believe that the foundation of what we would call Satanism is not what was expressed through Nazism. That was the force. That was like someone who just discovered something trying to force it down your throat. You know, the, 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 the truest form, the purest form of Satanism is to get people to, to sacrifice themselves. their own children. Exactly, to sacrifice your own child. Like in the temple in back in the day, back in the day, it, in the time... When there were, when the, in the kingdoms were, were, were split up. Before, you know, the thing is like in Canaan, in the history of what would be the Holy Lands, Canaan was a very vast place. There were many, 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 many religions. And the thing was that there were a lot of different religions that were dedicated to a lot of the different ent- beings that we would refer to as the collective Elohim. And there was the Yahwism, for example. And there was many different deities from many different smaller kingdoms, right? Uh, but there were also very evil ones. Like there was, there was temples of Baal, and, there were, and there's Magog. There's many variations of, that would require child sacrifices, human sacrifices, right? To, for the priests, right? This is what they would require. And we think of it as like people coming in and grabbing children, like armored people, grabbing not my daughter, and grabbing them. And oh, his parents now they were like please please mine please look my child right and then they were like wow. you yay and they take the child and put him in the sacrifice right this is how it happened and that person was the VIP for the week oh my god we're going to have them come to our house they're going to bless us with our house Oh, for dinner right and this was this is very old and happened for a very long time I saw
0: something about this I don't know if it's um, correct maybe we can have someone look it up uh, like uh, Balenciaga oh, we have fact checkers here Balenciaga. Yeah. If you break it down, is Bal, NC aga, which means something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it means so Baal is that same.
1: Yeah, B A hyphen A L, which is interesting because when I heard when I met you and your brother Himes um, <laughs> V, and he was saying the Bal Shem Tov, I was like Bal Shem Tov, and then I <laughs> saw Bal, I was like, oh my god. And in Hebrew, it's master. Yeah, Bal Shem Tov is I, I I quickly found out right after master
0: that. of a good name. Yeah,
1: yeah. but. But again, you know, in the temples of Baal, they're like, "Master, can you?" You know what I mean? This yeah. is, a, and you can call anything Master, and you can call anything anything. But, but the point is, is that no, wasn't it was being called Baal Shem Tov means the master of, of the good, good name. They so yeah. had a good name. No, no, yeah, let's master. clarify that. I'm I'm clear on that. I I quickly right, <laughs> right after right, but when you heard that, I, like, who is this person? I, you I heard Baal, but I but it wasn't when I saw the name written. I was like, hold on a second. And, and you feel that today there's a form of child sacrifice
0: going on? I felt some of that. I felt some of that um, especially towards like a year into covid um, when I, I saw many parents who were not wearing masks sending their kids to school with masks, and not sending their kids like upset if other kids weren't upset if <laughs> if my name, kids weren't and i was I was i'm watching this. Um, Oh, virtue signaling or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I'm watching parents go to dinner at night. So the parents are hanging out, the same household. And those two parents, no masks, eating together, indoors, everything. And those same parents sending their kids the next day to school, sharing the germ from the same household, which we just met with last night and we'll meet with yeah. again this weekend. And they have to be masked sitting with each other. And I'm like, holy shit, what are we doing? We're putting... We're sending the kids to do something, to sacrifice themselves in one way, to represent us. It's crazy. I had to take my children out of school because um, they wanted my three-year-old wearing a mask outdoors <laughs> in Miami Heat. And I said, you, you, you've got to be kidding In Miami? In Miami. In Miami Heat, it was- I was
1: living in New York at the time.
0: This was, I'm not even talking about the beginning of COVID. Yeah. I'm not talking about when everyone was afraid and no one knew. I'm talking about at the same time period when parents, the restaurants were open in Miami. You want to get parents me fired up? Together. Let's talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> is fun waiting. Getting, parents were getting together. I'm talking about not 2020. I'm talking about 2021. That's amazing. In the school year, right? September yeah. of 2021. Yeah. When the school year started, it's 100 degrees in Miami and my 3 year old kid is going to school and wearing masks and I said do we really need this but i went to do the we really i need went this. to the amazon the parents parents are pushing on i this. went to
1: the amazon and
0: there were masks
1: i went to the amazon okay as soon as we landed in peru they said mask now i was like this i don't have a mask i just put the, the it's down on my chin and i have my ears and i have of course but not this this i have my chima cover and if they if i, I go double cover like pashtoon like sh- You know, so if you're going to make me pretend this fear is real, I'm going to give you another fear that you have (laughs) so you can process your own stuff, you know, it's all about progress. And they said, sir, you have a mask? I said, Yep. And I just show my ear. They go, but that's one. You need two masks. And I'm like, what? They said, yeah, in Peru, there's mandatory two masks. Now, mandatory two masks. Why? Because at one point, uh, Dr. Fauci said two masks are better than one. And certain countries just made it law everywhere. Now, keep in mind, you fly to Lima, then you fly to Iquitos, and then you're going, you're in the jungle. And there are women walking, carrying baskets of food with kids strapped to the back with two masks on their face in the Amazon, 100-degree weather. There's no one, they don't even know one person that got COVID in any way. In 2022, wow! Because the governments never said you have to wear two masks. In the Amazon of Peru, two years into the pandemic. Two years.
0: Okay, it's clear we'll
1: both get ourselves fired up if we go here. This
0: is. Were you able to look up Balenciaga? Bal is.
1: yeah Ball is king
0: but his uh, his name. so i
1: yeah first, uh, first of all okay. okay so he comes from a lineage okay. of, so he comes from a lineage of satanic worshippers so does the new king of England okay so just in case I the king of England's uh, you know the Windsor bloodline is Germanic they're not even the same and then King Charles has you can go watch his interviews where he's talking about he's the descendant of Vlad the Impaler and he spends his summers at Vlad the Impaler, Dracula's castle? Is that what is it? Okay. Right, I don't know anything about this. Well then we can look that we can look that one up too. We can we'll go down a rabbit hole too. <laughs> right. To say like you that. got one, I'll fact check one thing. <laughs> I wasn't fact checking, I was Just I was looking king something Charles up. Dracula.
0: I was looking but for for those of the audience, I didn't pick it up, Bal broken up is Baal is king.
1: For a reason. It, right. it, the, that's the thing. We keep like, oh my God, can that be real? Uh, oh, there's a- And you're saying, where did it go? Meaning these thoughts were there, were in the population. Where did it go? I believe that the third dimension is the intersection of light and dark, and has always has been. This being the third dimension. This, this is world. the third dimension. The world we live in is the third dimension. The third dimension is the five senses perceived reality.
0: So you see, to, to put this in, in very um, concrete Cain killed terms- Abel. Right. It's been immediate from, from day one. You see, the biggest challenge now is that we think we've developed. Yeah. And we haven't moved an inch as far as We've gone
1: back. You think we've gone back? I've, I know we've gone back. Back from when? We've gone back. We are... Well, give me the starting we are, point. We are, we are inside of a cave where the handlers have taken the plastic stars... And put them on top of the cave. And we look up and think we know so much. We haven't even seen. I
0: haven't, like, well, to make it very concrete, right? I think you're right. I think anyone listening to this can, can agree.
1: We're told that we're if the so power smart, went out, we're told we're so much more advanced that we believe it. We have forgotten that we have forgotten. They have made us so smart that we're so ignorant. Because he just told us we are. I, I, I think that for for the average person
0: listening to this, they can understand that we live in a society today that if the power went out and there were no police responding to calls and no one was able, I don't want to say no one Let was me able ask to you stuff. A Even then, we'd all be in pretty serious
1: danger. And that's oh, like, without question. <laughs> right, I think that's, I think everyone knows that. If right. Not, so, just go to Los Angeles. Just just go to Los. Just go to West Hollywood at nine o'clock at night, any night of the week, and walk five blocks walk five blocks see if you feel safe right now there's not saying that there's evil people people have need help so could, could that be a we uh, live in a world where we have where we have our government and we have doctors and we have corporations which are called entities for a reason that we poison mm-hmm. our own people we poison our own people right we poison our own people through food through water through drugs It's socially acceptable. Think about this, the idea that we're talking about, that it's controversial that you take a vine and a leaf and put it in water and make a tea called ayahuasca. That's a controversial thing. But being on seven different medications, three different SSRIs, Adderall to wake up in the morning and Zoloft to fall asleep at night, that's not controversial. That's okay. Because the doctor told me, uh, gave it to me.
0: So I'm glad you went there and for many people just listening, that, they're wondering why it took idea. so long for <laughs> Shamanoma to talk about ayahuasca. They, they come here, no, they hear how it was made. I'm no, I know saying, we're not trying to. I'm just
1: saying, no, no, we can talk about anything. But my point is like, think about a world that we live in. That if I tell you that this plant oh, it's crazy. can put this on, the, Look, if I say this plant, right, rub it together in hot water and put it on top of your rash and it's going to go away. You're going to call someone else and take a pill. You don't even. We have forgotten. Well, that antidepressants. We've love. forgotten that we've forgotten. Meaning that we don't even think to look at a natural remedy for the most basic of things. We immediately take pills for the most basic of things: acid reflux, a headache, anything. The most basic things. So how are we going to trust <laughs> it for the biggest things? Let me ask you a question: Would you pick having ten billion dollars but be yourself three years ago? And never be, have the world open up of plant medicines, or be yourself now, and have to rebuild everything.
0: Myself now, for sure. Yeah.
1: Okay. I mean, you can't. You can't even, it's not even a, it's not even a close thought. No, right? you can't put a. Um, a price tag. Can't put a price tag. I can tell you. But the price tag. I'll tell you something. Here's the thing, though. There is a price tag. There are people I know. Are... The price tag is the perception of possession in, in the third dimensional reality which is what the genie does. The jinn is the genie. It can create, would you like a kingdom? Would you like a hundred wives? It's all just an illusion, but in return, you sell your soul. And so the truth is, is that when we find peace within ourselves, there is no price for this. And that is something that, how many people do you have to find to meet another person that has that? But the thing is, as we find it, we start to attract. Look at the people you're surrounded by. Right. Look at all the people you're talking to. Right. Yeah, you're, you, you become more and more saturated by these people. Everyone I meet is either has that or one step from because they're one ceremony away.
0: There are people I know who've suffered tremendously for many, many years, decades. And they said it's all worth it. Literally all worth it because of the awareness they received from one ayahuasca ceremony. And what they're saying is that I'm thinking of one person in particular who have went through a very difficult life, but specifically three years of absolute hell to the point of contemplating suicide multiple times, more than contemplating it because it was discussed with me multiple times. So it was way past contemplating it. And after all of that, going through an ayahuasca experience, two of them, and at the end of that saying, I understand why I was brought to my knees in that way because if I wasn't, I would have never considered anything like this. And I'm actually not putting it in ayahuasca necessarily. <laughs> I'm saying the awareness that came from it from yes. through the ayahuasca. That what she, what she received through it, she's, she told me, all worth it for that. Because without all of that struggle, it never would have brought me to that place. So can we talk about, I want to ask you one question. God's As, design. What? The grand design. design. But talk about, but think about that. So when you ask me the question of, if I would like choose to go back to a much wealthier place, Yeah. or... Something much worse than the situation. I'm in a great situation now, thank God. And yeah, thank you know, God. family healthy and Comfortable Baruch Hashem. <laughs> thank God in Hebrew. All right, back after a short break. Um, right back in. So where we were is where we were. But um like I said, it took us a while to get into the ayahuasca conversation. <laughs> there's another thing you said earlier. It's a term people use all the time, right? That um woke up. Yeah. If there's more people awake, you said if ten percent of people Wake up. I've never met a person who doesn't think they're awake. Yeah. Not a, not a one. So, so what, is this, what does this mean? How is it measured when you say it? It's a good point.
1: That's a, a great point. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, I mean, it's true to a certain extent because you can post certain questions and then, like, they, they get, you know, if someone's like, I'm out, oh, and they're like, oh, I listen to, you know, I meditate every day. Do you listen to Deepak Chopra? And then like, yeah, I'm awake. And then you just say like, do you know the difference between destiny and fate?
0: I don't know the difference between destiny and fate. Does that mean I'm not awake? Yes, you do. <laughs> wait. Well, maybe I don't know it in this way. Tell me.
1: Well, I mean, there's fate, there's fate, right? Like there's mortal fate. Like we will all inevitably die in the physical form, right? Then there's the eternal fate, or you could say universal fate, which requires a little more belief, but I believe that everything will return to its original form of oneness. Not necessarily meaning that the entire universe has to explode or implode to leave only the one first creation, the eternal life. Um, but it's the awareness of, you know, it's the awareness of. And then the destiny is 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 everything that you're doing and everything that you take, whether on or off the path, that gets you to the place. like porn addiction, drug addiction, abuse, how you process it, it's all. Oh, that's my th- Those are all steps on your destiny, right? And sometimes we have to like go very far to a certain place to go to a place of suffering that is that, that creates the experience that's so hard to deal with that you're going to search outside of your religion, which you're told to have all the answers, outside of Western medicines that Correct. have all the answers, with, outside of. Psychologists and therapists to go and to even look into something that comes from the Amazon to potentially, as a potential to possibly heal you. Right. Right? That whole thing is your destiny. But there's a point where our destiny and our fate line up like a rifle. And we realize that there's one thing to do. And that's where we meet other people and we can see how awake someone is. When you realize I'm here for one thing. Like, I am here for one thing. How would you define that? I'm doing it. <laughs> I mean, how would I define it? You can just say, watch me. You can say that. It's like, yo, Camino lo que canto, Like, I walk where I speak. You know, key. Do I get distracted? Do I like this? Do I, do I like to watch the show Vikings? Do I like to watch Piggy Blinders? Yeah, okay, great. <laughs> These are all just like my, like minor. Just, do I love pizza? Yeah, okay, great. But do, am I like, Possessed by any of these things? You know? No. But are we supposed to enjoy ourselves? Yeah. But at what point do we, at what point are we trying to celebrate life? At what point are we celebrating the awareness of true life? Right? Like at what point are we like celebrating an awareness? and, And we get so excited about something that we stop our own journey. That's the thing I, I notice a lot with people, and they go on these paths, right? They start their path of awakening, which is which really is the next step from healing. Like once you've healed, then you still search. Now, what are you what are you doing? Yeah,
0: there is a, there's a corner that's turned where it's first about fixing problems, and then it's about possibilities.
1: Possibilities, connection, deeper understanding. To one of my brothers, born he ofusu he is like. One of the the great men I know, like my brother, Um, he said, I spent my whole life trying to understand the Buddha's teachings. It's after my first ceremony, I understood the Buddha's journey. Wow. Wow. He's also like Hmm. one of the most prolific poets I've ever met. Amazing.
0: You were saying um, that we're a lot of people who start the journey of awakening where they get lost. One of the yeah, well, occupational what,
1: yeah, hazards. What hap- yeah. Yeah. What happens is people get so excited to like know something and, and then they compare themselves to like everyone around them. So like they're the smart person in their circle and uh, they just like go into teacher mode as opposed to like, you know, it takes a long time to know something. Like you can't just like, it's like somebody who just discovers something and wants to run around preaching it. So how does that jive? You know, the Talmud, that says, if you know.
0: If you know Aleph, teach Aleph. Meaning if you know A, teach A. If you know B, teach B. Yeah. So how do you, how does that jive with the importance of saying, like sometimes I got to talk even though I don't know, um, even though if I don't you know You can anything.
1: say you don't know.
0: So, okay. So that's what you mean is someone who learns A and then runs around screaming that he knows the whole alphabet.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't know the, an- like, we don't know the answers to a lot of things. Like the quickest way to, <clears throat> the quickest way to to humble someone who thinks they know everything because of one religion is to ask a question, is there's, I have like, let's say 11 of them. There's 11 questions that I can ask at any time that I know you don't know the answer to. You know how I know? Right. No one has ever known the answers to, <laughs> I don't know the answer to, it's impossible to know the answer. One of the best ones is at what point does the seed of the Adam, does the seed of the father go into the womb of the mother and spirit or the soul goes into, into, into the union? Now, no one knows the answer to that. But every religion has an answer for it. So an imam will say the answer is according to Islam. A priest will say the answer according to Christianity. Uh, a rabbi will tell you the answer according to Judaism, right? But no one knows. I'm thinking, like,
0: even within Judaism, they say two Jews, three opinions. Like, I've heard something. About- <laughs> <laughs> That's a
1: good. One.
0: I've heard something. Is that is that no? Uh, now you know it. <laughs> I'm going to use it, and I'm going to be like, you know what they say: two Jews, three opinions. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: And the Jews are gonna be like this.
0: <laughs> well, the the reason they say that is because the Talmud, which is like the personality, yeah, of um of the Jewish people, right? The Torah's. Uh, The story, the teachings, the essence, but the Talmud is the like the the written path where all of halacha, where all of a lot of medrash, all of it comes from the Talmud. The Talmud, what it is, it was um, communicated orally for years, which was stories, teachings, how to interpret things. Like for example, um, milk and meat. Where does that come from? It says in the Bible, don't cook a calf in its mother's milk. It's mother's That's milk. what it says. Don't cook, cook a calf in its mother's yeah. milk. And then it says something similar again, and then a third time it says it again. And then rabbis who... Um, the tradition is that Moses gave the Torah, and then a number of different principles of how to extract the information from the Torah. So rabbis used these principles over, over years and argued over what does this mean. Yeah. So some may translate it literally. You cannot take one calf and cook it in the milk of its mother, and others say, no, you can't do it in any yeah. case. And then because there's three, it's repeated three times and the Torah never repeats itself for no reason, say so there's something to learn about it from each one. So sure. I, I know one of the things, for example, is that because it says it again, you're not even allowed to benefit from it. So a Jew is not allowed to sell milk and meat together, is not allowed to give their dog milk and meat together. Hmm. So, anyway, my point is, without getting, I didn't know that last part. Yeah, my point in, in getting into this is that uh, the Talmud is kind of the stories. Yeah. Of the, the Jewish, um, it's like the, the stories, the teachings, how we, the halacha means the way. All of that comes from the Talmud. Eventually, it was written down. There were certain rabbis who said, "Hey, we're not going to preserve this if we don't, um, if we don't write it down." So they did. So. Yeah. When we're students in school, like once you reach high school, our day was probably an hour and a half of Jewish philosophy, Hasidic philosophy, six hours of Talmud, 30 minutes of Jewish law, and then an hour day of miscellaneous. Like that was a a learning day. So the bulk of the day of Jewish and the yeshiva, what they're teaching, what they're talking about is Talmud. And what the Talmud is, is literally rabbis fighting.
1: Yeah. So but that's that, where but it comes that, from two Jews, three th- opinions. See, that's the thing. Like, isn't isn't it our obligation, as conscious, independent souls, right now, to to recreate the creation of the Talmud now and every single generation to come and every generation before since the time of Moses? I think this
0: is the most important important thing. Is the, is the question? You know what what like gets people me the most?
1: Sit here and they they're gonna. They want to, like, you know, you have, you have, like, the five books, right? You have the Tanakh, right? And so how many of those were written by Moses? Like, two or three for sure. So you have the Torah. There's five
0: that were written. Maybe there were additional ones beyond that. Okay, but those were five those books the of ones of Moses. The five
1: books of Moses are... Hebrew. Those are the Hebrew.
0: That's the Bible. Okay, right? The and... Tanakh means... The Tanakh is three words put together. It's an acronym for three. For all five? No, so... The the Tanakh that word Tanakh, yeah it's not an actual word it's an acronym it's an acronym for the five books the first letter is the five books yeah that's what, but that, the that, first letter is the five it's a three letter acronym Tanakh
1: but I'm referring to the five books
0: so that's the first letter so, but what, okay. I'm yeah. saying,
1: so what I'm saying what I'm saying is those five books and then here we are I'm saying that everything after that was not was not by mo- Moses was gi- given a gift, right, of divination of some kind. However you want to say it. He saw, he was downloaded, whatever, however it happened, okay? This is the belief, right? Clearly, it comes from divine source, obviously. Anyone who says it doesn't, I mean, I, we have the conversation. I don't know where to take that conversation. But let's go with, this, with, with the understanding, right? This was a clearly divination, right? So you have these five books, and here we are. Everything else is the opinion of two other people. And you want to, even within those five books. In my books, opinion, And even,
0: right, and even within those five books. They still come. There's in. tremendous amount of disagreement. I'll give you something. I was, um, occasionally I'll, I'll learn Hasidic philosophy, like in the original, and I was learning something the other night. So, right, the portions of the Torah that we dealing with now are all talking about the slavery in Egypt. Entering Egypt and the slavery and then eventually leaving Egypt and Mount Sinai, right? That's like these weeks, you know, depending on when this is published and it is said that god killed the firstborn egyptians at midnight the reason it had to be midnight was because at midnight it's not getting lighter and it's not getting darker hmm. right there's a period right so during the first half of the night it's getting darker continuously yeah and the second part of the night it's getting lighter continuously yes and then there's that period which is neither yeah so that period which is neither Wait, saying that on a spiritual dimension, that's when they—that's when they had to be killed, because it had to come from a place that made no sense. So it needed to be at that moment. Yeah. And even Paro's astrologers, when they heard that, oh, God is going to come at midnight, they understood that. Okay, this is real. Because if he comes at midnight, then the rules of the game are off, and he can kill the Egyptians and spare the Jews. Yeah. Because essentially, it was two people that were living the same way. Yeah. Right. The. The Jews had adopted the culture of the Egyptians. So why would God kill one and not the other? Yeah. That was because of the covenant. Yeah. So it says that had to come from above the rules of nature. Without going into all of the Kabbalah and teachings over there, there's two different opinions well, on this. Moses
1: said if it told the people of Egypt, which was the last of the quote plagues, if you do not if you sacrifice and surrender to my God, sacrifice and put the blood over the door, if not you will you will learn the lesson. It wasn't God, it was the angel of death, right?
0: Actually, they say for that specific one, it was, it was like God. God came with the okay. angel of death, but it was God there. And also, yes, the Jews had to stay indoors and on the doorposts, they put the blood of the... Um,
1: but it wasn't the Jews. The Jews were slaves. It was the people of Egypt.
0: Well, it was, it was, on, the everyone, it was on those doorposts.
1: Everyone in Egypt, though. It was a judgment on, on all of Egypt. Correct. The Except... The first son, the first seed, the first son.
0: The first son. Yeah. Exactly. So, the, so what the Jews did was, hey, stay indoors. It's at midnight, God is going to kill the um, firstborns. And the one he's going to spare are those who stay indoors and use the blood of circumcision mixed with the blood of the, um, the sheep, which was sacrificed. Yeah, the and at the time, the Egyptians um, served the sheep. Yeah. The sheep was a god. So it was using that, that blood, that's what protected them. I, got, I said all this to say that there's an argument over what happened at midnight. So, according to one opinion, it's God understood at that exact moment. There's only one, there's only one who knows when that moment is where it stops getting darker and before it starts getting lighter. And it's at that moment that he killed everyone. And the other opinion is that he stopped that, stopped time. And during those, during that time period, like time stood still. And during that moment, during those not moment, during this Infinite space. Moment. Right, yeah. Where time stood still, that's when they were all killed. And in this thing I was learning, it said, and both are true, hmm. right? How could both be true? Yeah. We just have to get out of, right, yeah. get out of our mind yeah. in some way. So that's what I mean. It's yeah. that there's, how do we get there with the two Jews? Well, it's
1: an interesting thing about Egypt because a lot of people who <laughs> rediscover start to awaken, they start looking up to the past and they go Egypt and they start the Egypt and they don't understand like, Oh, ancient Egypt. What do you mean by ancient Egypt? The word Egypt is modern. Egypt, as we know it, is modern. Egypt is a desert. But ancient Egypt, before Egypt, was called Al Khemet, right? And Al Khemet was, by all recorded history, very fertile, had jungles, had all this abundance of. And what, what Al Khemet gave us was two things. Al Khemet means the black lands, because they say that the, the soil was so rich that it was black. That's where the black lands come from, Alchemet, the Black lands. And they brought us two things that we still benefit from today. One is the science of matter, chemistry from Alchemet, and the science of spirit, alchemy, which is from the lands of Alchemet. And at some point, they went dark. And it went from an abundant jungle to a desert, to a desert. So they were spiritually. They spiritually went dark. At At some point. At some point in recorded history, because Egypt, as we know, when we say like the Hellenistic period of Egypt, is the 600 year period where the Greeks came to Egypt. So you have like Plato, Socrates, Aristotle. That all lived each of them for well over a decade each in the mystery schools of Egypt, learning the mysteries, learning stuff, and they created the philosophy. Right, psychology, the science of the mind, the the archetypes of the mind, and young psychology were based off of the archons, you know, which would be like the archangel concept, that you know, and so on, and so on. So there's like a direct correlation. But at some point, shit got dark real quick in the lands of alchemy, and it became Egyptian. It became what we call Egypt.
0: In the Bible, it's called Mitzrayim. I don't know if I've never it heard. was called at any. I don't know if it was called that at any point, or it's just the the biblical name that's uh, that's given for it. But it's not actually Egypt. It's not called
1: anything like that. Babylon uh, also. Hebrew. They were the Hanging Gardens of Babylon.
0: Right, but Babylon, like in the um, in Judaism, is called Babel,
1: like yeah. in the actual in the
0: Hebrew. Sure,
1: but uh, yeah. but in the recorded history of the people of Sumeria, it was a very fertile.
0: And when the same thing happened that it switched. It
1: became a desert as well. A desert. Interesting. It became a desert as well. They were the hanging gardens of Babylon. But there was an abundance of medicine. So you're connecting that to something that to some sort of Garden of Eden. I mean where to... we're learning from plants and we're learning medicines and there's all this amazing abundance of stuff in the Amazon today. The Amazon to writing. a degree that's happening in the Amazon. Yeah. It, we're watching it happen, but right. we're doing it. It's not happening. We're doing it. We're making it happen. Yeah. It's like people who are the most self-righteous people regarding the, the environment today in America. The people in Los Angeles. Okay. Why? Okay. Well, look at the weather change in the past 10 years in California. It's crazy, right? But how did that happen? The ozone layer doesn't move with the wind. It was done. So it's like if you're here in Los Angeles, like, oh my God, the sky's falling. It's yeah. It's called the ozone layer. Right, but why is the same problem not existing in Montana? Go ahead. Because I don't know anything. Because about there's this. not a major city with all the pollution. Like the ozone layer is being depleted from what we create.
0: True. So you're saying they're have, they're experiencing a certain reality in their city, and they're saying the whole world is going through this. So. Yeah, it's like
1: ch- with Chicken Little, the sky's falling. It's like the wolf throws a rock. One chicken goes, "Oh my God, the sky's falling!" And they runs out. The sky's falling. The sky's falling. And all the chickens go. The sky is falling. Sky. No <laughs> one stops to look up. You know the virus. The sky is falling. <laughs> Everyone goes crazy. You'd like to go there. <laughs> <laughs> but what virus? Anything. The sky is falling. You know. Meanwhile, like we're we are creating, like we're creating the the problem. It's like people say, like the it's like this virtue stuff. It's like people say, like oh, we must save the earth. Like. Do humble yourself. Do you even know what that means? We are literally on top of the Earth. Think about this: the Earth is floating through space, so, soaring through space at what twenty-two thousand six hundred, or twenty-six thousand. Fact check: twenty-two thousand <laughs> six hundred miles an hour. Do we even know what the Do you even know what the fuck that is? Twenty-two thousand six hundred miles an hour. That's nuts. And spinning like one hundred and sixteen. 118 miles an hour right that's when we're flowing through space at the same time and we're going to save that how are we going to save that <laughs> right now we can, so what do you think it is we can stop hurting the earth we right, can be better caretakers
0: right so this so what's interesting and actually this would be a good one to dive into is you're saying things that would trigger people on both sides um, good politically, that's why I'm, which that's is, what a shaman does <laughs> Right. so first. You, you seem to be challenging the environmentalists on one hand, and you also seem to be challenging um, those who are destroying the Amazon.
1: I'm challenging the extremists on any side of anything. So,
0: what, so what's your, if you had to distill what your <coughs> perspective
1: is in this whole conversation? For example, what's one of the biggest subjects today? Patriarchy, matriarchy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the patriarchy... We say is the concept that, that men are in charge of the world or that if you want to say um, spiritually, you could say that the, the worship of the divine masculine in any, in any um, etheric form, right? Okay. So, and then the matriarchy would be the feminine expression of that. So today the women say, oh, the patriarchal world is run by men and we've been suppressed. Anyone who says that's not true is, is lying or just ignorant, right? You can't say that for the past 3,000 years that there has been an absence of the matriarchal aspect in spirituality collectively, right? You can say that. Okay, great. But you can't say that there hasn't been? You can say that there is. You can say that for 3,000 years, you can say pretty easily that for 3,000 years, the collective um, understanding is that God is a man, angels are men, and prophets are men. Just that alone is exactly the foundation
0: of the patriarchy,
1: of the matriarchal position today. Down with the patriarchy, right? They're looking at the suppression of women, but they're looking at it from a spiritual perspective. Man works with medicines, he's a shaman, can be respected. Tsar Nicholas II had some shaman next to me, right? But a woman works with medicines, she's a witch. So, what do you do with a witch? (laughs) Well, you gotta bind her up. And you throw her in the water and if she drowns she was innocent and if she escapes then she's a witch and you burn her right so this is like we have to understand if she drowns she's innocent which (laughs) is she dies either (laughs) way that's the point just by the accusation of being a witch right and so we have to look at like the history of this stuff and understand what people are looking at when they're having these awarenesses right so the same way that someone would look at black american history and look at the history of this Or the same way women will look at the history of women and the way they were treated over the last thousand years, right? You can understand certain things, but doesn't mean it's not true, but doesn't mean that we need to burn the other, the ship and learn how to build a new boat while we're on the ocean. Right. So what you're saying is that the solution is
0: simple. You agree with the problem. You disagree with
1: the solution. the, The solution is simple. Instead of saying, look at this patriarchal building that's been built. We must tear it down so we can build the matriarchal building. We don't have to destroy anything. Why don't we build the matriarchal building just as high? Your building doesn't go bigger by tearing this one down 50%. That's stupid, right? Why don't you bring men to come and help rebuild the matriarchal building to its form of equality that we would all feel peace within, right? But why is that conversation not even had? But like right, say, what happens is I read something recently. It said, but you're triggering everyone right now. Well, I don't know. It said that masculinity is only toxic until the barbarians are at the gate.
0: <laughs> right. Then call them. Right. Call them in. We need some help. You know, right. so
1: like, does that mean that there are men that won't run away as soon as China invades? Of course. Right. But there's two types of people. The reptilian brain is very simple. There's fight or flight. Women have it and men have it, right? And so the thing is, is that we have to understand our own triggers. I am wired to, to attack. Someone else is wired to run. Both are uncontrolled emotions. The reptilian brain is the, is the R-cortex, right? That's the serpent brain, right? Fight or flight. Fight is on one polarity. Flight, runaway is on the other. It's still the same uncontrolled emotion chemical response and the principle of polarity is equal. The goal is not to be triggered either way and to bring it into, into oneness. Right. And from this place of oneness, like, guess what? Just like medicine, you serve someone medicine. They go into the, the, the illusion. Oh my God, I'm never going to escape. They throw up the delusion (laughs) and they come back free. Right. So I talk like that. Right. Is anyone going to say that he hates women? Great. That's going to be a good one. That's not going to work. I don't hate anything. All I'm simply doing is pointing out specific things. The way to make myself look taller is not by making everyone else walk shorter in my presence. It's not even to move myself to a go move to the Amazon where I'm a giant, right? It's to fix my posture in the physical form and to fix my perception of self inside of me. That's why in Islam they have jihad, right? We say jihad, oh. It's an internal war, It's an internal war against your own ignorance. And so it's in all the books, it's in all the teachings. How come none of us are doing that work? Why does it require such, to be so fucked up, to have nowhere else to look, but thank God that the Opportunity comes with some sort of plant medicine, meditation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Some something. Can I offer a definition of awake? I would love to have one because I don't have one.
0: That we know enough to know we know nothing. Oh yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. So you know, I was speaking to someone the other day who had like a profound ayahuasca experience and awakening. Imagine and. and in talking to them, they, were, they, they became as, do- as dogmatic and as certain and as, with as much conviction as anyone I can imagine. And I, I said, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not understanding this. So you get your mind blown open, and you admit that you didn't know something a month ago that you know now. Yeah. Why do you assume, why did you go to the assumption that you know everything Instead of assuming that there's probably so much more we don't know. like In that learning, you had the same experience, but you took it in a completely different way. And I think that's what you're talking about. The occupational hazard of knowing is thinking we now know.
1: The, yeah, yeah. And then the thing is like, who had, um, there's Plato's Allegory of a Cave. Do you know this one? Mm-hmm. I don't really either, but. It's basically um, the allegory of the cave is basically the symbolism where there were three guys in a cave and they thought that every, they just made up the whole reality and the whole story of creation, everything, they care about religion and why they're in the cave and what the purpose of life was and everything. And one day someone, oh yeah, and they would see the sun, they would see the shadow of the sun rise and sunset and they thought this and this and if I act good and they came up with the whole thing. One day I think one of them escapes himself, walks out and sees like, oh my God. <laughs> and it comes back in and says, guys, listen, we have it all wrong. All we have to do is walk out here. And they're like, sure, you've lost it. And they never left the cave, right? And you can look at like someone like their eyes are completely closed and they just think they're like, Yo, what do you mean? Of course I can see. Their eyes are completely closed. And one day they go, oh, they blink one, like one eye, like blink. And they go, right? And so like they've seen for the first time. And then now that's like one glimpse of one thing. And they think that's everything because compared to what they knew before, that is now everything. But that's Mm. your everything in the now, now. So if you drink ayahuasca one time, maybe you glimpse at the universe here, two times here, three times here. Five hundred times, five hundred glimpses. Right. A thousand times, a thousand glimpses. But the only thing and there we'll could be you always take it and you never get the some learn. information. You get a couple thousand glimpses, and all I can tell you for sure is that I can tell you for sure we'll never fully grasp the mystery. You know what this reminds me of? Uh, when
0: I was a kid, maybe between ten and twelve years old, uh, I my sister was fascinated by handwriting analysis, and she had a book about it. So I started reading. And I was like, wow, this is super cool. So I remember I learned one trick where I go to anyone in my class, they write down three statements, and I'll tell you which one's a lie. Hmm. And you could with handwriting analysis. You can do wow. that. You can see because you know, everything is connected. It's going to show up in some sure. way in the same way that someone can do it with, with speech or something else. And then there were a few other things that um, you know, an introvert writes that way, an extrovert writes that way, yeah. and low self, whatever, different stuff. There's like the and, pantomimes of the eyes. And I thought I knew everything about yeah. this. Yeah. Okay. 12 <laughs> years old and I was like, I know handwriting analysis. And you know, I was probably one saying something and my dad was looking at me like, oh man, like a 12 year old kid who thinks he knows the mysteries of the universe. So he didn't say anything, but a couple of days later he bought me a book and it was a couple hundred pages on just the letter I someone had written. Just everything to know about the letter I in graphology, which is study of handwriting analysis. Wow. And I started reading this thing and it was just like this never ending book. And I think it had a, a section of the book was on, um, signatures as well. So it's letter I and signatures as it relates to, and it was so much, I, I read it, it was way too deep. I couldn't understand yeah. it. And I got the message. I don't know if my father was trying to deliver me this message, but I got the message that you've touched the tip of the iceberg, you know, nothing. And anyone who really knows the subject knows how little they know about that subject. Yeah. You see it even with disciplines like, I don't know, sports or martial arts. I, I gave this example the other day like UFC, the fighters today will kick the guy's ass from 20 years ago.
1: 100%. They know wrestling. so
0: much more. They've taken all of these disciplines from all over the world to evolve. and put it into to one
1: person. It had to evolve. This and it's going to keep great happening. Point. This is the whole point of of spirituality, which religion is an aspect of spirituality. Religion is a consolidated version of the experiences of someone who had a divination of some form in some manner who went on a journey even if they didn't go anywhere and a lot of them did go on a physical journey too simultaneously and they come back with a message to advance humanity that's what a prophet is a prophet someone who comes with a message to guide you to the light what is the light to me the messiah is the light that's within all of us it's a light that will guide us all out of spiritual exile. It will take us all out of spiritual exile. But ultimately, only we can take ourselves out of spiritual exile. How much ayahuasca I drink is not going to help you. What am I going to do? Talk your way out of this? No. Can I talk? I'm great at talking, but can I, do I, can I talk cancer out of someone's body? No. Can I talk depression away? Maybe for a few moments, you know? Could I talk my own healing away? No. So how much ayahuasca someone drinks, how much I meditate, is not going to transfer over. Just like because... Your push-ups don't transfer. Exactly. Everything. So that's, that's, you know, in the the book, I'm pretty sure it's in there too. It says, it's understanding humanity. It's one of them. But it says basically, think back to a time where there was no back in time.
0: There were no gurus.
1: Yeah. Think back to a time where there were no stories of the past. For you to either blame for the reason we're here now or to use as an excuse to justify your actions in the now, what would you believe? What would you use to guide you in your moral compass if there were no books recorded? There was just here and now. Our inner guidance, our inner justice, is what's going to guide us. And that's what we all, I I believe deeply that the majority of people feel the same thing and will have 80% the same moral beliefs as everyone in the world. You can, take, you can take one person from, you can take 200 people from all around the world, bring them into one room. And I truly, truly, truly believe of all different castes. Well, you've
0: already done this, figure. You've already done this, right? You've that's been why I have hope there.
1: in humanity because I've witnessed this over you and, see over, and over and over and over and over. We're all going to have 80% that we're going to agree morally, morally. And one of them that, we'll, that we will agree on a fundamental way, live and let live. I'm certain of it. everyone talks a big game because, you know, for example, someone says, I would never do this. I would never do that. Well, you've never been in a position to, you know, you would never be in the position. You know, I would never steal a million dollars. Well, you've never seen a million dollars in two duffel bags sitting in a hotel with no one watching. You know, I would never steal. Well, you've never been hungry enough, have you? You know, so we want to pass these moral judgments and say, I would never this. I would never that. How could you? But you have never been in the position to have you know, a life or death situation to be put into, right? And so morally speaking or spiritually speaking, we don't do the work. We just assume. So somehow everybody is just born in the exact perfect place with God's perfect message. And your parents are somehow just born in the perfect scenario of the truth. Everyone's born the truth. This is
0: similar to the poem in, uh, in your book, The Coruscant,
1: about questioning. Questioning everything. Question everything. Question everything. Including this book. Including this podcast. Please. question. I'm <laughs> questioning you right now. <laughs> I'm questioning myself always. Right. No, that's the idea. That's really the idea. That's freedom. The certainty, the conviction, that's the stuff. Liberation is like the ability to, to have the freedom to listen to anything, to observe anything, and not be worried about it scarring you or polluting you. Like, I can walk in. There was, um, who said this? I think it was Osho. Osho said, if the Buddha were to walk into a bar and start dancing ecstatically, is he no longer the Buddha? And it's like, no, of course he would still be the Buddha. But if he was really that awake, would he walk into the bar? Right? And so it's like the question evolves into someone finding peace. One monk finds peace and goes to Tibet and sits amongst monks, shaves the head off, no beard, all day, right? But then there's another monk that leaves this peace, goes down into the chaos, walks into Sodom and Gomorrah to clean that place. Both found the same thing. In my opinion, the person who understood the purpose of life was the one who left the peace of the temple and went into the abyss to help free other people. That's the point. So is, is there a space we get and to? In that journey, you're gonna question everything and test everything.
0: That's the idea. That's how you're And that's created. where it's gonna bring you to, to that place of, of humility. And that was my point to the person I was talking to earlier about their ayahuasca experience: is did it bring you to a place of humility that you know nothing, or did it bring you to a place of overconfidence that you think
1: now you saw the truth and you know everything? Well, I'll tell you one thing for sure: <laughs> if that person brings that that energy of knowing everything into the second ayahuasca ceremony, <laughs> they're gonna get a rude awakening. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. You can't run or you can't run around and um, yeah, you're not gonna get very like. I've seen people, you know, go, go loony with everything. Like, not that they went like literally crazy, but meaning like, I've seen people find like Kundalini yoga, oh my God, and find uh, this and find that. And, you know, we're, we're so, we, we trade one form of idolization for another. We, as in all, I'm saying humanity. Oh,
0: so that's, I want to ask you that question because I get this question all the time, um, especially for many Jewish people, but I'm sure a Look, lot of celebrities. Celebrity
1: is... People- uh, politicians is, po- idolat- oh science. Do this science, but meanwhile we don't know anything. Like, look, look, name one scientific fact. Name one.
0: Right, there scientific
1: There's, theories. No, it's all theory, which so, is what a group of people getting together saying we don't really know, but here's the closest thing we know we can all agree on. Here's a scientific theory which we the people accept as fact.
0: So, so let me ask something because someone may say the same thing about you with ayahuasca that you think that ayahuasca has. All the answers. Let me ask you a question, which a lot of Jewish people ask me this, and I'm sure you've got the question a bunch of times if you're talking it. But I'm sure it's not only Jewish people. Is ayahuasca
1: idol worship? No.
0: No.
1: (laughs) Is there any most? I'm the most. You're not like the quickest way to make me, you know, is is idol worship. Like I'm like. I'm, my problem is, is, I believe that a lot of people are idol worshiping and don't even realize they idol worship. Say more. Um, yeah. When people um, worship places, they worship dates, they worship numbers. This is to me all idol worship. They worship numbers. I, my idol worship, my understanding of idol worship, like most people aren't, I think worshiping dates is idol worship. When you say worshiping dates? Give me- dates. Yes. I think that picking dates and making them different or better than another date is idol worship. It's when innocent. Say, what's that? There's no difference between... Worshiping numbers. Look how much energy our history of humanity puts into numerology. Worshiping planets. So things like horoscopes, those stuff. To me, that's all idol worship. Think about this. Rome built a vast empire of planetary worship. Now you oh, can't I tear down Jupiter, but I understand what you're saying. Idol worship
0: doesn't mean that there is no power there, right? Because money has power, but it would be idol worship as to assume deity. it has
1: all the power. Yeah, as a, as a deity.
0: So you're not saying numerology doesn't exist, or I'm not saying anything doesn't exist. You're
1: just saying it doesn't have all the power. If if this plant right here, if that, well, that's ceramics. So it's not going to hold energy. Let's just say that <laughs> that that is made of brass, right? Let's say it's made of uh, brass, which brass, the reason why they use brass for all the stuff was brass was the combination of copper and tin, masculine and feminine metals, right? Let's say that's brass. And for a thousand years, people put all of their energy praying to this thing (laughs) that the crops are going to come next year, right? That will have the energy of what has been prayed to. So for me to deny that that has any power in it is ignorant because we put the power into things. What I'm saying is, is that picking, for example, ayahuasca's idol worship. Well, what exactly is the idol worshiping? Is it a vine? Is it a tea? Well, is there anyone who practices it in that way? Let me ask you that. No, but there are people that use ayahuasca to create idol worship in the form of um, existing monotheistic religions. For example, um, there's, well, and this is the truth, There's idol worship, for example, in Catholic Church, right? So there's Brazilian Catholic churches that use ayahuasca that they call daime and use this daime to have Sunday service worshiping idols yeah worshiping so if
0: someone is sensitive to this let me ask a question so we can make it practical if someone is sensitive to idol worship in other words they don't want to well, I'm participate saying, that's what i'm trying to say okay so if someone doesn't I'm want i'm the
1: to, most sensitive to idol okay, worship
0: okay so you as someone who wants you, you're sensitive to idol worship you don't want to participate in anything that smacks of that at the same point in time you're interested in ayahuasca what do you do
1: well no i Ayahuasca has nothing to do with idol worship. I understand worship. that. So for example, but you, Would, would you be okay came...
0: being part of a ceremony where there was idol worship there? No, I'm walking out. What do you mean? Okay, so how does someone separate that? If you're, you're sensitive, you understand. I don't know anything. Yeah. I've never done ayahuasca. I don't even know what the term idol worship means yeah. exactly. I just heard from a rabbi at some point that I shouldn't participate
1: in it. Are we talking about in the Jewish faith? Let's
0: say in the Jewish faith, but I'm sure the question extends to others. It's just a question it that does. I get a lot. It does. So the thing is- So that, how does someone separate that? How do I know that this ayahuasca ceremony, there's idol worship going on,
1: this okay. one there so, so now we're talking about ceremonies. So it's really hard to pinpoint ceremonies because people always have to feel the need to make themselves seem involved. So what they'll do is they'll spend like an hour using the four directions. They'll start calling archangel, like whatever they can do to make themselves feel seen before they serve the ayahuasca because they don't know how to absolve themselves of the need to be seen. To be a part of the actual healing. Would you consider a ceremony like that in idol worship? Anytime you're call, calling in anything that is, you're drinking. So you're drinking, in essence, this. You're, you're, with ayahuasca, we're talking about a vine that grows in the Amazon, right? We're talking about a leaf in chacruna. that's every single leaf on earth that's green has DMT in it. We have DMT in our third eye, we have DMT in our cerebral spinal fluid. Science found DMT in fingernail clippings three years ago, okay? I believe it is a consciousness molecule that exists in anything that's conscious, right? Okay. That's my, I think, well, that's what we're finding out. Pretty sure that's what it is, okay? Now, if we believe in the supreme creator and we believe in in the monotheistic expression of God's creation of the universe, the earth, all things upon the earth, and then on the, and then creating man and then resting on the Sabbath, right? Okay, that means that everything that's natural is a part of God's creation. Now, if we merge that into the understanding, which is when when I say shamanic understanding, I mean the basic human's relation to the mineral and the plant kingdom. Shamanism is the child of earth, father nature in the mineral kingdom, mother nature in the plant kingdom, making the child of earth. Mother earth to us, but to the earth is the child, father, son, and mother moon. This correlation between the masculine and feminine energies of creation, which is in Judaism,
0: and we the little animals. Judaism,
1: the universe is all matter and space. So we're we're like literally a human sitting here thinking about God walking through a Garden of Eden, and where are you, Adam? Because you ate the apple. But as soon as you step back from that and you say, "Okay, God, the Father of the universe, meaning the Creator, the seed of the Adam put into the womb of the universe, right, which creates." The universe is all matter in space. Matter is particles, particles of atom. God, the Lord of the universe with the seed of creation, which created the entire universe, which is all matter and space. Every planet, every star that ever existed, everything that's ever transmuted into any form, every single piece of matter that exists that comes up and creates you and I, or somehow through the miracle of creation in the microcosm, your father's seed went into your mother's womb and created you. And at some point, the eternal spirit that was created in the first creation, the existence of God exists inside of you. And so to say that there's a difference, that you should be worried about the consciousness that exists within mother nature,
0: I, no, I'm, not you, right. but I'm, I'm saying, not worried about that. No, but follow my, but here's yeah. my
1: train. So what are we going to build in idol worship? The question is, are we going to build a temple where we build inside of an idol of a tree made of stone? That's idol worship tear it down are we going to create uh, the goddess statue of ayahuasca Mm -hmm. in stone and worship that that's idol worship ayahuasca i've drank every time that i've ever drank ayahuasca never one time has the consciousness of mother nature or the connection to the universe the cosmic umbilical cord of creation ever told me to consolidate and create a form to be shown ever. And there's a few thousand times. So if someone's going to tell me that they drink ayahuasca five times and they saw ayahuasca, so what do you mean you saw ayahuasca? Because, you know, one of the, my understanding from, so to explain it from a, from a Judaic form, my understanding of the essence of the divine feminine is expressed through the shachina. That is the word I've heard for it. And the shachina is moving through the sifarat, yeah? Sifarat, yeah. Does it have a form? No. Is it supposed to be worshipped? No. Okay. But what does it do? Brings in the union, right? That's ayahuasca. So to, to make it practical, outside to of... To answer the question, summarize. Yeah. Anybody, where's the camera? Anybody who's creating idols or telling you to worship an idol, in any form is selling you something got it
0: sum it up for me in <laughs> in one line if is there one question i can ask a shaman other than than someone calling you but you can't serve the whole planet if someone wants to do ayahuasca and what they're most concerned about right outside of everything else with the shaman that they should be concerned about but if there, something they're most concerned about is idol worship is there one question they can ask the shaman to know whether or not they do or don't. Obviously, assuming the shaman's
1: honest. Is it, do you call on spirits? Is it? Um, the call on spirits doesn't really work because if you're singing, uh, yeah, the spirit thing is not going to work. You can ask them, what, do they believe in God? So, to you, that's the essence. Is, well, here's are, here's are they the, monotheistic? Here's the, here, here's the thing. Here, no, they'll be monotheistic, but here's the problem. Okay. What we have to do is look at the history of South America. So when Spain and Portugal came and took South America, Portugal was over here and Spain was over here, and they were arguing over the territory. So they both went to who? Daddy. Who's daddy? The Pope. Pope said, draw a line this way. Portugal, you're here. Spain, you're here. That's how Brazil speaks Portuguese and everyone speaks Spanish, right? Because the Pope didn't care. Because he knew that they were going to be unified to the Catholic Church, which brings one thing. Jesus is God, right? So you can go to the very, very, very deep, deep, deep parts of the Amazon. There's two things you'll find. One, you'll find tennis shoes and maybe a Reebok or Nike shirt. They'll walk around in ceremonial outfits. They'll walk around in normal clothes like us. The second thing you're going to find is, is Catholicism. So you'll be in the Amazon and in this like Shipibo ceremony, a few hours into it, all of a sudden they're singing to the Virgin Mary in Spanish. And I'm like, hold on a second. And that'll happen. So it's like, now, now, does that mean that they're idol worshiping? Not to them. Right? right? But does that mean I want to be there? No. Okay? So it's, it's a tricky thing because one thing is trying to pass judgment on someone else's beliefs which I'm not going to do at all. Um, and I've been, I would say, of 60 ceremonies in the Amazon, 50-some
0: had... Understood. Okay, so you recognize where the question comes from, and what you're saying in is your, that in, in and of itself, yes. In the
1: Jewish community, at this point in 2023, it should be pretty easy to ask... To, to to know someone in the community who drank medicine in a place that's not bringing back old pagan gods. Understood. You know okay, what I mean? Okay, fine. because yeah, that that's the mo- that's because it's hard for me. It's it's hard for me to say there's one there's not one way because if you say do you believe in God, they say of course, and then two and a half hours later they're singing to the Jesus version of right, so it's Exactly. And they're mean God. They're not playing like they're very serious. No, I understand. Their faith it. is very strong. They're about ayahuasca. Now you're in it. Now you're in it. Doesn't mean you're going to have a bad ceremony. No, it doesn't mean
0: that. But it, just, it doesn't right. mean. It's just that some people don't want that, even if it's for healing. And I understand. I, that I understand.
1: I okay. also, I was not. But raised. I thought just
0: to dive into the conversation would be worthwhile. It's brothers. sure.
1: And the answer is best to have someone recommend
0: somebody. So here's my hope. My hope is that um, people got through enough of this conversation through history to realize that we're only talking about ayahuasca. From the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I, this. Yeah.
1: The only reason I'm here in this body. I'm just joking. No, no the only reason I'm here is to I, I believe I'm here to plant seeds and build bridges. And you've certainly done that with me. Plant seeds, and either your inspiration is gonna make it grow or your pain and suffering is gonna make it grow. Amen. That's gonna grow, and then build bridges to bring us all into one and understand. Like we have an opportunity now, the same tools that they're using. To keep us divisive, to keep us under control, to, use to make us hate to come each together, other, to make a unified fear, is to make us is the same tools to bring us together. And there's one gigantic bridge that people have created. Um, and uh, in the, there's you know we have the the cloud and we have all these other forms and we're gonna utilize this to to bring everyone together. If you if someone says a message of hope, someone else you know someone's message of war could be a message of peace to someone else. It just depends on, on what you're looking at, right? And so it's like, if what I say is offensive to someone, well, you don't have the, I don't have the right to not be offended. you right? Like, half of the stuff someone says, right, for me could be offensive, right? And the question is, like, why does it bother me? And the answer is, perhaps you don't know enough about the subject, you know? And maybe we should dive deeper and dive deeper and question everything. I think that's what it connects to. If there's a title for this,
0: it's question everything. This one? Defer this one. We'll see. We'll see. In any case, thank you so much, Omar, for right, sitting down. So amazing. Always. I hope a lot of people um, benefit from it and great work. Thank you. In search of more Do you like this podcast?
1: In search of more. How would you describe it to someone else? What well, we're doing. This here? one we did or this no, one? No, no, no. In general, what what we're doing here. I think that you I think that you are opening up a new aspect. Of the quote podcast by truly searching for more, more what, more anything, whatever you're searching for, there's going more of more depth, more understanding in search of more truth, in search of more clarity, in search of more healing, the recognition that there's always
0: something more to search in for in search of more unity. Amen. Amen to that. Amen. If we can create a world where when? we can know when we create a world that we know that we have peace outside, that's not dependent on. Electricity and the police. <laughs> Amen the police. to
1: that. <laughs> and yeah, and the illusions of power. That's, and yeah. and a world run by beta males. The most dangerous thing we have in this world are beta males. We'll make that our next. For example, uh, was see. was Hitler an alpha male? No, no, he didn't even eat meat.
0: A lot most of dangerous
1: don't eat meat. Those guys aren't betas, though. A lot of them are. I mean, I'm gonna bring you some. The, let's the, wrap
0: this up. They're killing me on the uh, let's cut out that last stuff. part.
1: Let's cut out that last part. So, but stage? let's show it natural. We'll keep all this in. And then, no, no, the in search of unity part like end right there because I don't want to get because <laughs> they're gonna be like, oh, he thinks he's now. They'll they'll bypass the whole thing and then go into this it, whole he thinks he's dot dot dot. <laughs> okay.